You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. All right. We have good levels, everybody. For <laughs> Great levels. Another episode. Sawn Outdoors Podcast. What number is it? This is episode 32. And we had the great privilege of having Jules McQueen. We were able to meet with her at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. She found time in her busy schedule to stop by our booth and be able to sit down with us and talk about her experiences in getting into the hunting scene. And kind of her influence right now in the outdoor industry. Yeah, she just became the president of Carbon, Carbon TV. TV. So, yeah, um, great podcast. We talk about turkey hunting, which I'm excited for because I'm going next month. Lucky you. Yeah. And I guess I'll probably be gone too. Sure. Come on down. We'll turn it into a shed hunt too. There we go. We also talk about her first experience harvesting an animal. And kind of what got her into wanting to hunt. Sounds like she doesn't have as much experience outside before that from her family. She's yeah. Kind of a personal decision. So that's neat. Yeah, it was a great podcast. So if you're just thinking about getting into hunting, you're already into hunting, you want to get your wives or girlfriends into hunting, you like hunting turkeys, check out the podcast. It's good. It's a great one. Don't forget that through our... Affiliation with King's Camel, you can use the SON discount at checkout in order to save yourselves 15%. That's S-A-H-N as the promo code at checkout. We love King's Camel. We've been using it for years. They have some great products, some new products coming out. Desert Shadow, Mountain Shadow. Yeah, and they've just released uh, some solid lines. So they have solid colors. Um, You can get dark khaki or charcoal they're freaking sweet so you know everyone makes fun of people that shed hunt and camo so now you can shed <laughs> hunt in the same pants you'd wear during the hunts just in a nice looking solid so but what if i don't want people to know where i'm shed hunting i don't want them to see me um then you're gonna have to get like white pants and sky blue <laughs> top because yeah, there's a bunch of snow here. still got about 19 inches of snow up here the other day it's crazy. So, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. If you don't mind, please leave us a five star rating and leave us a review. Leave some comments and uh, enjoy this episode 32. Yeah. Jules McQueen. Enjoy. Enjoy. Is the volume okay? It's it's I'm great. Good. Yeah, too loud, I sound loud for once. I'm usually the quiet one. <laughs> we cranked you up. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we got Jules McQueen in the booth. Yes, I have arrived. You're here. Here you are. Six Solid minutes city. late, but I made it. Yeah. It's on Expo. Who's counting? We're always ten minutes off. Yeah. That's a Utah standard time. Yeah. Thing anyway, pretty so. much. Yeah. yeah. Well, how have you been? I have been busy and wonderful. That's a great answer. Two good, two yeah. good things to be. Yeah, it's good yes. to be busy. Yeah. yeah, business is good. Good. I just, uh, I had a really 
I guess you'd call it a late, late, late season hunt. I just came off of I went to Mexico for a week. Yeah. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. I'll tell you. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I was supposed to go in January, which I guess is a better time to go down to Sonora, but... I couldn't make it. I had meetings, and so we pushed it back to February, and it was the best hunt that I've been on in a long time. Really? Yeah. That's Wait. cool. Sonora cool. would be a dream hunt. Have yeah. you been there before? No, it was my first time. Um, but So the deer that I killed in uh, back in August with R&K yeah. here in Utah, um, it's the same guy, Justin Richens, and it's MX Hunting Company down in uh, Mexico. Same guy, different outfit. Gotcha. And so he's like, you should come to Sonora. And I'm like, I can't say no to that. <laughs> so, yes. And it was amazing. Oh. I'll tell you, the deer get older, bigger down there. They're all the dark chocolate horns. Uh, oh they God. are all dark, which yeah. is weird because I feel like there's, I mean, I don't know. All the videos I watch, there's not a lot of dark colored trees down there. Right. Yeah. But, but every one of them. Sparse. Yeah. yeah. And we live in the desert and they're lighter horns. Yep. Bucks. They're like white. Yeah. It looks like they're about to drop their horns. Right. They're so light. <laughs> you know, I mean, not as light as that but yeah. just a touch darker yeah right yeah yeah it was good it was good and then i had to fly right back to work from that so but it's good yeah yeah well that's awesome yeah we uh we met jules just <laughs> kind of a funny way we were shooting the total archery challenge up at yes. big sky yep and I, you were in the group ahead i of was us. in the group ahead of you with my <laughs> girlfriend jessica and our friend greg and um, I believe the way we met was I shot, it was like a 50-something yard shot at a bear, mm-hmm. and I put it through its ear. Is you that did. right? You did. And I made a comment when I came away from the target, <laughs> and you guys thought it was hilarious, and so then we were best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah, we shot the next day together. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Had a freaking riot. Yeah. If you've never shot the Total Archery Challenge, oh you got to do it. And then Big Sky, in my opinion, is like the best. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've told so everyone pretty. they have to come this year. And yeah. you're not like... You don't have any bias towards Montana at all. Right? Oh, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, no bias. You know, it is my it is my home state now, but I haven't been there in over a month. So I mean, you Holy know, I do cow. love it, but it's more like a vacation when I go there now. So you just live out of a bag, pretty much. Yeah. How yeah. is that? It's uh, I wear the same things a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I wear a lot of black every day, uh, all day, yeah, all black, because then people can't tell it's the same thing I wore yesterday. <laughs> Um, black, and then I have like I, I have one big suitcase, and I have my camo in there because the hunt that I just came off of, and then like a bunch of black shirts. That's about it. That's crazy. Yeah. Sounds like my wardrobe. Right. Does it get tiring? <laughs> um, I love what I do so yeah. much, you know, and so I'm willing to do the whole work nights and weekends, and yeah. you know, I don't sleep a whole lot. I just stay really, really busy. Um, yeah. I just took over um, as the president of Carbon TV. So I'm running Congrats. operations. Thank wow, you. That is. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, working there for a while behind the scenes, running operations. Kind of, I do all new content acquisitions. So people who want to come over and put their content on Carbon TV, they come to me. And, you know, we um, have cleaned up the platform. It looks awesome. It's more streamlined, better viewer experience. And then I just got promoted to president about a month ago, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Oh, that'll definitely yeah. keep that you busy. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Sure. And then on top of that, I just signed on to do 26 episodes of my show for the year. So very cool. I need like three of me right now to function. It's <laughs> yeah. a little insane. I think cloning is a so. Thing. When does it? When does it start? When do your episodes start? Or is it a year-round thing? Well, so when I leave here, when I leave Hunt Expo, I fly to Michigan, and the next day we film the show open, and the day after that we film episodes one and two. And then um, I am on a, um, so it's a weekly pr- program. So okay. um, we start airing, I want to say March 7th, 
Um, and then we air all the way through the end of October. Wow. So we have it spread out. And there's a couple weeks in there we're going to pull back and not air a new episode, but pretty much 26 episodes March through October. Yeah, that maybe only like two or three weeks where you pull back because yeah. 26 weeks. That's Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. You will be busy. Yes, yeah, we stay very, very busy. And it's a different format, so it's not really like a hunting show. So it's not really me hunting. It's a news program. You know, Outdoor Weekly is like current events and news in the outdoors and I like to I like to call it like the sports center for the hunting yeah. outdoor industry. Gotcha. Yeah. That's way cool. Yeah, it's cool. Dang. So, man, when we were talking up at Big Sky, you were talking about so many hunts you couldn't even keep them all I know. like in order. I know. How many hunts did you end up going on this last I season? have no idea. Um, so <laughs> I Still doesn't know. That sounds like a big number. That's I, a good problem to have. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it. there were a few that got canceled because I had, you know, work obligations. Mm-hmm. There were a few that got added because I had a couple days open. So it kind of fluctuated, but I left my house in Montana August 14th, um, in my vehicle with my dog and I didn't go home until January. So I know that like, that's, that's what I know. Wow. Yeah. I just fit everything I could fit into my Jeep and like went, you know, so at least your dog got to go. My dog. I know he was very happy about that. (laughs) I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have gone that long if I didn't have my dog with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's What's cool. his name? Banjo. Banjo. Yep. Banjo. Best dog in the whole wide world. <laughs> yeah. Just in case if you're listening, Banjo, best dog ever. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. We had a good, awesome. we had a good fall season. It was busy. You looked busy. Yes. From just following your social media. Yeah. 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 Freaking the hunt in Utah looked like it went awesome. It was great. Yeah. Yes. And I, I had a couple elk hunts that weren't as great. I hit wrong timing on a couple of them, which is fine. You know, still had a good time, but Yeah. Yeah, it was a good season. So tell us about Jules McQueen. Yeah. Where do you come from? Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Well, for the I'm people that don't know. Little bio. <laughs> for everybody. This, I call this your like 30-second elevator pitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so um, Jules McQueen. So I've actually been in the hunting outdoor industry for, I mean, this is going to age me a little bit. 15 years is how long I've been around like this whole scene. Um, but a lot of behind the scenes. So I do a lot of production work. So um, I had a production company for eight years in uh, Tennessee. And before that, I was behind the camera filming guys on their hunts, you know, doing stuff like that. Wow. And then um, I got into the outdoor writing thing. So I started writing and producing and then hosting also. And I had a few shows, um, you know, over the years. And then I transitioned to digital. So I moved over to Carbon TV, which I'm a huge fan of, obviously, um, about four or five years ago. And so now... I uh, work as an ambassador. Um, I do still host and um, I produce and I write. So I kind of just keep uh, multiple platforms open throughout the industry and um, work a lot. Yeah. So to say that you have your foot in the industry is an understatement. Um, you could say that. And, you know, it's a, it's a passion of mine. I love this industry. And one thing I always say is, so, you know, you always hear people kind of slamming the industry a little bit. I love it. I think it's the best thing in the whole wide world. People are so kind when you really get to know the right people in mm-hmm. this world and you can meet the greatest, I mean, the total archery challenge. I met you guys, you know, they awesome. And you know, you're put in these situations where you're around like-minded people who love the outdoors we all love conservation. We're doing things the right way. You can meet some cool people that way. There are so, a lot of cool people out there. Yeah, yeah, I love this industry. So did you grow up hunting no. and doing things like that? So I, where'd, you, yeah. where'd you grow up at? Grew up in Oklahoma, okay. small town, north central Oklahoma. 
um, not from a hunting family. So um, I uh, just kind of got into that on my own when I was, I want to say like 17, 18 ish. Um, learned from books and magazines because I didn't have anyone to take just me. Self-driven. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's cool. It seems 100%. like it would be so hard. Like it, the way I learn, like I'm very like hands-on, like people got to show me what to do. Like mm-hmm. reading about it and the application yeah. would be tough. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was funny because, you know, there's a lot you can read about and kind of like, well, I didn't even know there were different types of deer. So, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma. I knew that there were deer, but I didn't know there were mule deer and I didn't know what states they were in. And I didn't know, you know, how big they were. I don't know. You know, so I'm looking at um, magazines and like Barnes and Noble, but instead of buying them, I would just sit there and read them so I could save money, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I was like, we've all done that. Yes. At least I have. (laughs) Yeah. I would sit there and just get all the hunting magazines and books. And I was reading and learning and trying to understand it. And I borrowed a rifle and I borrowed some property and I got a deer tag and the property owner was like, you can shoot whatever, whatever walks by, you're free to shoot it, whatever. So I didn't know tree stands existed. So I just sat, um, I found two trees that were like this wide apart and I squeezed myself between them on the ground (laughs) and just sat there. And I shot the first deer that walked by and to this day, 15 ish years later, still the oldest buck I've ever shot in my life. Wow. It was amazing. And he's still just like, it was Dang. luck. That's all it was. That's but I was awesome. hooked. You know, I was just yeah, kind of cool. like the greatest thing in the world. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. That's way cool. I, I think that'd be really hard. Well, to, that's more impressive yeah, than yeah. I grew up hunting with my dad, doing things like that. But how rewarding for you to say, I studied, I, you know, asked questions, I learned. And because of my myself and myself only, I was able to harvest a buck. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And you learn from mistakes. Like, you know, obviously the magazines I've been reading, they didn't tell you what to do after you shot it. I mean, <laughs> right, that's right. kind of where the story ends. You know, they just kind of like, oh, and that's it. And that was the hunt. And then you're, you're like, like okay, well, so then what do you do? And I didn't know that I couldn't pick it up by myself. I didn't know. I mean, when you've never seen one up close, you don't know how big they are. Right, and right. I didn't know how to gut it. I didn't know what what to do with it you know so I had to phone a friend call for backup <laughs> and like i've never seen this done before but that's, that's cool. how we learn you know yeah. just learn from mistakes and experience i yeah, guess definitely and now you look at it like women are such a huge part of the industry now yeah and you sounds like you know 15 years ago like you're a front runner for that yeah there you was know, only so well there's many women are yeah are just eating it up and they're getting so involved and their voices are being heard and i think that's a special part of the industry because other yeah. industries hey be quiet kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely evolved. Um, and part of the reason why I use the platform that I've built, um, to help other, you know, young ladies who are coming up in the industry is I wish someone had helped me. If I could have reached out through social media, which we didn't have back then, send a private message to somebody who was already established and said, Hey, what do I do in this situation? Or how do I help this? Or what do I do here? It would have helped my life a lot. And so when I get those messages, I make it a point to actually reach out and help these younger girls that are coming up and try to set them in the right direction. If they need contacts, I always share my contacts with them. It's not a competition. I want them to take my job. Like that's who's going to come in and take this away from me one of these days and they've got to be prepared for it. So. You know, I think, you know, we've definitely evolved as far as females in this industry. And, you know, there's a lot of credibility. A lot of the girls work really hard and they're legit. And, you know, they do just as much as any of the guys do. And so I've seen that evolve over 15 years. And it's been really cool to see all of the other females following suit. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's changed a ton. Just, I mean, I grew up hunting, and it was always something I liked to do, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, it's my life kind of <laughs> thing. You know, it was the, you go opening weekend kind yeah. of deal, maybe the next weekend. <laughs> and then you didn't think about it till the next year. Maybe yeah. you won't look at the magazines that came to the house, but... But now, like, I think with the evolution of social media and YouTube game has been huge. Yeah, YouTube mm-hmm. has been pushing the, the whole hunting game. Right. And look at this expo. Right? Last year it was half this size. Like I this. know. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so cool to see this yeah. many people getting involved. It is really neat. Yeah. All yeah. for the uh, sake of conservation and just passion for animals. And I right. know. Isn't it great? It's incredible. So, yeah. Jules, back to the industry thing. Where do you think... Um, women still need to progress or, or what do you think is still limiting them as far as getting even more involved? Like, I don't know if you've thought about that or if I formed that question correctly, but yeah. So there's all different levels and the way I like to say it is, okay. So you might have one girl over here who really loves to do backcountry stuff, right? But this girl over here might hunt a turkey on a weekend and that's it. That's cool. Because if they're using, for example, social media as a platform to inspire or motivate other females or young people or anybody to get into the outdoors, they're doing a good job. And I don't care if they inspire like one person or 10,000, as long as they're out there putting kind of a positive spin on this entire hunting community, I think it's great. And, you know, I think a, a lot of people put too much pressure on girls because they're girls. I don't ever really hear anyone say like, you know, oh, that guy over there, he's just holding a gun in his backyard, not like really hunting. Like, okay, so if he wants to do that, let him do it. I don't care. Like as long as they're doing it in a nice way and they're being responsible and trying to lead people in the right direction. I think a lot of girls have really stepped up and, you know, put themselves out there and opened themselves up for criticism and, you know, as long as they're being responsible about it and as long as they're passionate about it and doing it for the right reasons, I think it's fantastic. And with some females out there like you to look up to and be like, all right, like, I kind of thought this was a guy's thing. Like, it's kind of predominantly been considered like a guy's thing. But there are so many ladies that enjoy it. I think that some had been held back because it's like, uh, it's not. Yeah, this is a guy's club. kind of thing. Right. It's intimidating. And and I think that's a bad thing, too, is I think. It's obviously lessening, but I think from a male perspective, I think there's still a lot of that. It's like, you know, we got a girl hunting with us today or, you know, and and I hope that's, you know, getting less and less true. But I think that stigma Uh still presents itself. So hopefully, I don't know. I think it's awesome. You know, my mom, my mom had an elk hunt a couple of years ago and it's, she got her hunting, her blue card three years ago. Killed a, a nice buck that she want mounted. So mounted it and then she drew an expo elk tag. And she killed a, a bull, and, and she talked about it a little bit, how she, you know, was kind of intimidated, mm-hmm. but then she just kind of owned it. Yeah. Said, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go kill a bull elk, and I don't care what the guys think of it. Right. So. Yeah, you know, it can be intimidating. Sometimes, you know, you show up in camp, and you're the only girl there, and, and you think it's going to be, like, awkward or weird or whatever. And I actually, I wrote an article about it a few years ago, and, I mean, probably no one even read the article. I don't know. But I said, you know, some girls are like, Oh, don't help me load my gun. I can do this on my own. But the way I look at it is, I mean, I kind of get the nice bathroom when I show up in camp, so I'm not complaining, (laughs) you know, like if there's two bathrooms, I usually get the good one. And, you know, I'm not going to like pull the girl card and go, Oh, treat me special, you know, be, you know, help me do everything. 
But if if the guys in camp are going to be cool and be like, hey, look, you know, you can have that. And, yeah, they're I mean, being gentlemen. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm not one of those feminist girls who's like, you know, oh, don't tell me what to do. Well, you're giving me that bathroom because right. I'm a lady. Yeah. yeah no. It's like, no, I was just trying to be polite. Chivalry right. is great. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's awesome, and it's not dead. I mean, guys yeah. are I – have, I have never – had an experience where I go to a camp and feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I, this is terrible. I'm the only girl here. There's a lot of camaraderie and, you know, a lot of respect and guys are always really cool. And, um, you know, and I learn a lot from every one of them, you know, I'm not so prideful that I, you know, that I say, oh no, I can, I can do everything on my own. I want to learn what everybody else knows. You know, you can learn something from everyone. You so can. it's no all how much experience you have. Right. Yeah. And it's all perspective. You know, if you show up with a good attitude and knowing that you're going to, you know, build friendships and learn from mm-hmm. people, it's great. But if you show up in camp going like, oh my gosh, you know, all these guys and they're going to treat me weird. Like just show up with the right perspective and the right well, attitude. I, for me, I think that's where I'm at because it's like, oh, I, oh, should I ask her if I can open the door for her? You know, if there's a female <laughs> or is she going to take that as offensive because I don't think she's capable or something. It's like, no, I was just trying to be nice. Right. Because there are. There's a lot of women out there who I feel like, and it's good because I think it's gotten to where, you know, it's gotten their foot in the door and it's got given them a voice. But I think now it's like, hey, we understand we're just trying to be nice still. It doesn't yeah. mean that we're thinking you're incapable or you need help right so. yeah and different you know different people are always going to be different i just i see so much positive in it That's you know awesome. i've just i've had such a good experience over the years and you know really i feel good about all of the friendships that i've made it's just yeah. it's such a cool industry it really is and man i've seen some like amazing chicks out there yeah I, when i went to school there was this girl her dad was like ex-military she could outshoot everybody we went on this big group Shoot it, shooting, you know, thing. We were all hanging out, shooting guns and stuff. She was like all into it, laying down. She had her all her position, body positioning right. Mm-hmm. She was out shooting her husband, and he's like, "Yeah, she can totally outshoot me." <laughs> <laughs> and she's just awesome. I was like, "That is so cool!" Like yeah. it wasn't intimidating. I was just like, "That is super impressive." Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, eye-opening when you see girls who, you know, really have great skill sets, you know. And there's a lot of them in this industry, and some of them aren't the popular ones that you see on social media. But, man, there are some girls who really know their stuff, you know. There are. And, yeah. And everyone has some value to add to to it. And I think they bring a whole new dynamic to to the, the industry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what magazines have you written for in the past? Just kind of get a background, because... I, I'm new to social media. This he phone is got... only four months old. Oh, nice. I, I, re- I refuse to get a smartphone. He I was a flip phone <laughs> because they're indestructible. Okay, but now I got this, so I'm kind of new. So I don't, uh-huh. you know, McCade came back from Big Sky. He's like, oh, yeah, we got to know Jules McQueen. And I'm like, who is that? Right? And he's like, you don't know who Jules McQueen is? I'm like, nope, sorry. <laughs> so what's your background as far as? you know, writing articles for magazines and like, who, who were they just for my personal knowledge? Yeah, of course. So, um, one of the first, uh, writing gigs that I ever had in the industry was for outdoor hub and you know, it's huge. It's massive. You know, I've had a long time, uh, friendship with that company. And, um, so I wrote a bunch of digital articles for them. Um, I work with a lot of the conservation organizations. So the Mueller foundation, I have written for them for a long time. Okay, um, cool. yeah, I've contributed a lot of, uh, articles for them. Um, I'm an ambassador for the national wild Turkey Federation, so I contribute for them. Um, just, you know, a lot of the different, 
industry magazines. And it's anymore, I wish I had time to focus more on my writing, but you know, now it's like if I have a really great thing happen, like the hunt I just did in Mexico, I'll write a couple articles about it and, you know, I'll put those out there in different areas, but you know, I don't do as, as much as what I used to. And a lot of it's digital now, which right. is kind of cool, you know, because mm-hmm. then you can put the link out there on social media and everyone can read it right now instead of waiting for the magazine to arrive. So, um, yeah, it's, and then I've done some non-endemic, you know, some stuff outside of the hunting industry and, you know, I just kind of try to keep it spread out a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. That's neat. What are some of the things that you like to do outside of hunting? Oh, well, I'm, I work a lot. Um, what do I, oh, I, I do a lot of camping, but that's by default because I live on top of my car when I'm on the road. Yeah. So camping is fun. <laughs> glamping. Um, yeah, no, I guess it's not glamping uh, yeah, it's, either. It's, it's really not that glamorous. Yeah. Carping? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I got one of those tents that goes on top of your car, you know, and yeah. So I taught my dog. My dog is, he's like 65 pounds. And so the tent sits up and there's a ladder that goes up to it. And I'm like, how am I going to get my dog up in this thing? I can't pick him up, you know? So I put a yoga mat down the windshield and he hops up on the hood and he just walks right up into the tent. Oh, there you go. It's the coolest thing in the world. That's awesome. So we do a lot of disappearing into like state land and campgrounds and, you know, just hanging out behind the scenes. But even when I'm camping, I'm working. As long as I have cell service, I'm usually working. Oh, it's not officially camping unless you lose <laughs> cell service. I know. <laughs> and then I would lose my job. Oh, so okay. we can't have okay, that. Okay. <laughs> and I've been trumped. Yeah. Still to be able to be working from camp. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Cool. It is That's so true. necessary these yeah. days. As much as I hate to admit it, I am one of those. I'm constantly at work anywhere I'm at. But I do disconnect sometimes and just kind of, you know, enjoy my time out in the field. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What are some of the biggest challenges you see that are facing hunting and, like, I guess that Conservation whole, yeah, and everything. Industry. Um, you know, and this is coming from my, uh, my position at Carbon TV. So one thing that I see a lot of people struggling with is censorship. And, you know, and it's a big deal. I mean, if you're airing on, you know, putting your stuff on YouTube or social media, even there's a lot of censorship. And if it's hunting related or gun related, they have the right to pull that content without warning you. Um, It's just gone. You wake up the next day and they've pulled your video because it has whatever in it. Um, Even if whatever was in that video is totally legal and, you know, ethical. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then social media, you know, even I personally on my social media have had these instances where I try to boost a post, put money behind it because I want more of my audience to see it because the algorithms say only 5% of your audience is going to see that post. So if you put money behind it, then you're like, oh, well, now people who actually follow me might actually see what I'm going to say here. But if it has certain things in that post, like, you know, things that uh, they can censor, you can't even boost the post. So it's censorship is what it is. Mm -hmm. And so my position at Carbon TV, we are a place for people to have a platform without censorship. Now, that is, you know, within boundaries, obviously. Yes. Stuff like that. Yes. Within, you know, certain boundaries. Um, But, you know, that's that's one thing that I see a lot of people dealing with is... 
being, you know, censored online. And so for me to be running a company that focuses on digital distribution of media, it's a, it's a big conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for sure. I never even thought about that. Well, obviously it's a problem. I see a lot. I mean, even Instagram, it's like, click here. If you want to see this, there's some sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, sensitive stuff, content. which I'm fine with, I guess. Like I can understand that. But yeah, when they pull something, it's like, Hey, yeah, you know, I, the way I see that, though, is usually when I click on the thing and it's just like somebody holding like a flank, you know, of like a cut of yeah, meat. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not really that bad. But what I wish they would censor is like when someone has like, you know, a fish hook in their eyeball, you know, something gross. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Don't show me any wounds, yeah. you know, while I'm scrolling. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of weird that they that they censor just yeah. kind of cuts of meat. It's funny how they, yeah, they've kind of chosen the hunting community to be the... Hunting. Mm, Bad guys. And there's some, like, crazy stuff, like people getting beat up and stuff. And it's, like, you know, just out there for everyone to see and terrible things. I've seen, but, like, people yeah, getting shot. Yeah. And you're flagging someone holding their food. Yeah. 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 I know. It's, it's crazy, weird. isn't it? It's just a steak, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's meat, it's sir. Before the grocery store. You guys have all seen it. You yeah. guys all, yeah, it's funny. You can go on and on about that stuff. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. So Carbon TV, is that just online? Is it on, does you have a TV channel, stuff like that, just for the audience members that yeah. are listening? For, yeah, you know? so um, Carbon TV, we've been um, around for about five and a half years. So Carbon TV is the largest OTT platform for online distribution of outdoor content. Okay. So we are bigger and better than any other online distribution for content that revolves around the outdoors. It's not just hunting, fishing. We do agriculture, kayaking, camping, ATVs, like any DIY, survival. So yeah. anything all-encompassing of the outdoors. Um, we are a website, but we also have an iOS app, Android app. We're on Roku, Fire Stick. I mean, it's just this massive, huge, amazing thing where you can watch all kinds of outdoor content for free. So we're not charging anybody to watch the content. It's totally free across the board. And you are President McQueen of Carbon TV. You are correct. President wow. McQueen. Yes. Cool. President McQueen. That sounds great. Right? It sounds That's pretty good. good. Yes. I it's like got it. I, you better I like have like that, that on your desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like mobile. Put it on every jacket. Right. I'll just wear a name tag. President McQueen. Yes. President McQueen. Yeah. What the, where's McQueen come from? What, uh, um, where do you hail from? Uh, that's kind of a long story on that one. Oh. Yeah, McQueen. <laughs> it's becoming longer for everyone now that the DNA stuff's getting better. I yeah, know, right? True. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the name. But you know yeah. what's really funny? Anybody under about eight years old calls me Lightning McQueen. I guess that's a thing with the Cars movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's I'm kind of cool with the kids because they think Jules, that I'm really... Lightning McQueen. you got to right. play they, with you got to just take and run. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they all think I'm related to the Cars, you know, that guy. That was Zach's first question. Yeah. Gosh. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to ask her if she's related to Lightning. Or like, is yeah. that idea come from her family somewhere or something? Right. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many like DMs I get of people filming their kid going, tell Lightning McQueen I said hi. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll tell him he's my brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But um, oh, I had a question. Never mind. It's bad. Abort. I, you had, I had a question. A bad, bad question. question? I did. No, it wasn't a bad one. That's what makes me irritated. Oh. Somebody else, take it, because I had a question. <laughs> what's oh. what's your most memorable hunt you've been on? Oh, man. There's been a lot of those. Um, most memorable. So I've only hunted with my dad one time. And it's 
it's been a long time ago. And he's still like, we talk all the time. He's still, he hunts a little bit now. Like he'll go deer hunting, like meat hunting, you know, mm-hmm. he lives in Oklahoma. Um, so I hunted with him one time and I would have been around 21 years old at the time. Um, and he came to visit me where I was living and we went deer hunting together and he shot a doe. And it was, I mean, it sounds pretty anticlimactic. I know. Like, it's not like this amazing, big, cool hunt that I drew a tag. And, but I mean, it's the only time I've ever hunted with my dad. And so I don't know why. I mean, I could go hunt with him, but you know how life is. You get busy and then he's busy and he lives on this huge farm. And, um, so I think about that a lot, you know, like of all the amazing, cool hunts that I get to do all the time. I watched my dad shoot a doe once. It was pretty awesome. Like that's that's kind yeah. of memorable. Those are a lot. We ask questions like that yeah, a lot to do. people, and like you always get those kind of stories. It's like you know, I have a two hundred twenty inch mule deer on my wall. You know, uh-huh. that was really cool. But I had this awesome time with my grandpa, right? You know, out fishing or something, mm-hmm. right? And it, that's we had Sawyer Peacock in here yesterday talking about uh, their their little business and YouTube channel, The Experience, uh-huh. and they named it that because it's all about the memory the story yeah the, you know the experience of the whole journey mm-hmm. it's not all always about catching all these fish and shooting and these animals you know right. it, it's all of that it's all this encompassing thing being yes. with the people you're with eating the food ian and i love food oh love food yeah and he loves to cook food and i let him cook all the food yeah he's good at good he's call. A camp yeah. chef but it's like I get to sleep in <laughs> <laughs> which he's very good at but every time we go camping it's like that food just tastes way better. And we remember right. those meals. Like we had the same thing in town, at home, whatever. But yeah. You can't like, make a steak at home the way you can on the mountain. I'm telling you. It I tastes. know. Everything tastes better outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of my most memorable Instagram posts, I'm going to take it back to social media now. Right. And I, I still have people come up and talk to me about this. Uh, it's like two years ago, year and a half, two years ago. And I had just finished a season and it was a big fall season, another three or four months on the road. And at the end of the season, you know how people will do like a, a post where they recap all their trophies and animals and da da da. Oh yeah. I had twelve to fifteen photos of me eating sandwiches on mountains. And I did this collage <laughs> of me eating sandwiches. That, that's and it's awesome. like all these different backdrops and I've got my sandwich because I love sandwiches. And so it's just like all this and I'm like, this is memorable. I have eaten so many great sandwiches this season. It's been amazing. Because <laughs> to me, that's how I judge it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, oh, yeah, I hunted Idaho up on this mountain. And, oh, I had a just PB&J with honey. And it was amazing. You know, that's that's what it's all, you know, that's what <laughs> that's it is. Hilarious. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. And I'm not above eating, like, a sandwich I find in my backpack from three weeks ago. I, it happens once in a while. <laughs> I, I, I would I, do it. I found you a peanut butter and jelly it. in my dad's pack. Just the other day, I was going through the garage, just cleaning everything up, and my dad, I have to pack for my dad. My dad was like, <laughs> yep. okay, I'm ready to go hunting. I'm like, what do you have? And I like double-check his pack. I'm like, Dad, you have absolutely nothing. It's going to rain. You need gloves. You don't have any food. And there's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in there. And I just kind of just was like, huh, and I opened it up, and I was like, I wonder. And I was like, whoa. Not bad. I'm not going to finish it, but that bite was not right? bad. Yeah. Well, the trick, yeah, the trick is peanut butter and bacon because then it doesn't really go bad except yeah. the bread, and it's okay if it goes peanut bad. Peanut butter and bacon? Yeah. High protein, high energy. That's I've never the thought, ticket. I mean, I understand the whole maple bar and yeah. bacon. So, I don't know. Peanut you should butter just take and that and run with it. Like, that should be your whole thing. Like, wherever you're at, like, 
sandwich posts yeah. <laughs> of all the cool places you go. I know, yeah. right? I pretty much could. Create a hashtag. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Mountain sandwiches. My thing is those PBs, those, those Uncrustables. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I those are easy. love the Uncrustables. Those yep. are easy. They're good. Well, the, they have the perfect portions. The perfect amount of peanut butter and the perfect amount of honey or jam. Oh, I thought you were saying one sandwich is the perfect portion. No. No, say, no, yeah, no, 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 no. You need like seven of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. But I'm just saying as far as like there's not too much peanut butter. There's not too much of the other stuff. It's just... Celestial. Yeah. That's the word. Celestial. I like it. Celestial sandwiches. Celestial sandwiches. Yeah. You never start a sandwich shop. There you go. Celestial that is sandwiches. not a bad. President no. McQueen's celestial sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have business cards made. It's going to be amazing. Yes. That'll be good. <laughs> uh, Ian does a lot of work with the BHA and uh, up in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, the North North chapter, actually, there's up in Fort Collins. There's a, I just pulled it up. Uh, the regional director up there is a girl named Kylie, uh-huh. and she just did this big thing called Women in the Woods. So this is going to kind of take it back to yeah. women getting into the industry. And Kylie's one of those badass girls we were talking about earlier. Yeah. She's just awesome. She'll out hike, out perform any one of us, and she's kind of like you, really self-taught. Yeah. She came out to Colorado from, I think, Michigan. I don't want to tell her whole story or anything, but but she's just kind of, she got into it um, and just has kind of run with it. Yeah. And now she's just a, a giant leader out in out in the it's BHA for, for Colorado out there. Yeah. Um, but this Women in the Woods thing she did, I mean, you can kind of see a photo here. And anyone interested, go to Colorado BHA and look at these photos. But, I mean, it's a, a fantastic turnout for this event that she threw almost single-handedly. And she got a bunch of these, so uh, cool. these speakers to come and just teach women who have been wanting to get in, into the industry or wanting someone to just show them a couple things to just yeah. get started yeah um, that's so cool yeah so there's a big movement out there and they're they're actually kind of running with this, this is the first event they did and they're going to start doing a series where that's it's amazing just, wow yeah hopefully blows up through the bha all across the country that's so cool yeah we need more of that definitely yeah. you know women empowering other women right. is what we need and, and this just shows that there's a an extremely strong interest in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think more yeah. people realize. I think they need the opportunity, those little, like, avenues. Right. Little, like, come down this path, like, give the little push start. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you feel welcome at, at camp. I do. But yeah. a lot of, I, anyone, I, anyone, really, like, if I just met a bunch of guys that were like, hey, you should come with us, I, I feel like the odd man out anyway. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm never that way. And I'm actually kind of a, an introvert to be honest. Like, you know, I, I get kind of nervous in social situations, but, but I just have found over the years in this specific industry, it's so welcoming as long as you're just kind of, you put yourself out there. I mean, like I went and shot with you guys the day after, you know, and I don't know, I don't know you guys. I I mean, I'm like, (laughs) what shuttle are you on? What she's saying is she's a little nervous. Yeah. (laughs) She was nervous. We had big beards. (laughs) (laughs) Scary looking guys. They had beards. I'm sure they're fine. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I just, I'm the type of person who, you know, I can like that. I'll use that as an example. You know, we all shot the course together and said, hi, and how are you? Whatever. And the next day I'm like, I don't have anyone to shoot with. I'll just go with you guys. Because really I put myself in that situation a lot in hunting camps. You know, I, that's what I do. I, you know, I, I go and I, I spend time with people I don't really know. And I, I've had very few bad experiences with it, you right. know? And, and I think as long as you surround yourself with good people, you know, you kind of learn how to keep the bad ones away and then yeah. put the good ones in. And, right. 
Yeah, so... Well, and I hesitated to even, like, make a post. I was like, guys, like, this was funny between us, but I don't I don't want to offend her. Oh, that's like, right. That's what you did. You put yeah, it on I, Instagram. Yeah, I, I tagged you on Instagram. That's right. Made a post. <laughs> I remember. Called you out. <laughs> I remember so reading funny. it, and I was just like, did what? he just post that? <laughs> it was hilarious. That's right. You but tagged me. But then you me. responded in such a great way. Yeah. I'm like, wow, she took that really great. And I didn't yeah. mean it to be mean or anything. It was just hilarious. The it was funny. Thing. And then, yeah, like, I... Don't normally do something like that. No, but you it, don't. That's like, what threw me opens, off. I was like, okay, it's, it's cool. Like you got to be willing to like take a little bit of like leap, do something that out, out of your comfort zone. Right. You meet really mm-hmm. cool people. Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. glad I did that. I we know. Had way, a lot of fun shooting the next day. Yeah. Now we're sitting here. I believe talking. I made a joke about <laughs> something about putting a hole through yeah. its ear. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. we said that's what she said. That's what she said. That's what it was. And I'm like, okay, that's that kind is of funny. what she said. It, it is literally it what I literally said. What she said. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> we had been yes. on this really crazy kick and had a lot of energy drinks. Too much caffeine. Yeah, day. <laughs> yeah. Well, we I feel know. like we always get into those situations on the mountain at the Total Archery Challenge. Spars just pop up on caffeine. Something about the heat. Something lack of sleep. about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. Such a Thin great, air. such a great way to like oxygen. meet new people, and it is, you know, it social is. media is awesome in that way. You it know, is. I mean, I think it's just so cool. Those events Absolutely. are cool too because yeah. um, we met that Jeff who shot with us that mm-hmm. day. I had met him at T- Total Archery Challenge a year or two be- two years at least before two years. that um, here in Salt Lake. Yeah, and then we. He was shooting by himself. We asked him to join our group. He did, and then he was with me when I shot my bull. On the mountain, I didn't That's really so know cool. this guy, and now yeah. he's a good friend. We That's go amazing. do stuff together. He went to Colorado yeah, and comes on hunts now. Yeah, it's so it's cool. cool. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, be willing to like step put yourself out, out there a little bit, talk to people. Yeah, and if you remember, like we were shooting the course that day, and I mean, so I and I always say this openly, publicly, everywhere. Like I'm not, I haven't built my career on being extremely talented. Like I'm not the greatest shot, you know, and I don't kill like you the biggest animals. I'm not, so I never put myself out there like, oh, watch me make this hundred yard shot. I'm amazing. It's more like <laughs> this is probably gonna hit a tree, <laughs> you know. I mean, and you guys were so <laughs> nice about it. I I have a picture of remember the rock that i i yep. shot my arrow into Dead on. it's hilarious it's the, i still have that arrow it's the coolest thing that it it the arrow hit a rock so hard it just shoved the field point back in and made a flower out of the arrow yeah. it's oh, hilarious. I, think was, like, I think i saw that picture yeah i just post uh no i posted it back then like yeah. right after yeah, yeah, that because yeah, yeah. you took I the picture yeah but, you know, moments cool. like that, and a lot of people would be like, oh, my God, I just embarrassed myself. <laughs> I was proud. I'm like, guys, Check this look, out. look at my arrow. I've never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. So you meet some really cool people if you put yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't yeah. be afraid to make mistakes. Right? I don't kill 400 inch elk, you know? Right. <laughs> I miss stuff. Yeah. yeah. Everybody does. It's it's more realistic if you show people the vulnerable side. Exactly. Yeah. I think people appreciate that, too. For sure. It's a big thing. You yeah. see through... They see through all what you, know, you edit yourself so that you look good in social media. They can see through that. Yeah. Right. And those and end up looking fake. And, and videos. Like, and you videos. show people what you want them to see. Right. And, right. And yeah. those hunting shows, they don't show you the animals they missed unless it was, like, part of the the story they're, they're trying to show. But they could have a horrible miss, and you'd never, ever know. Well, that's right. what was interesting about going to Meat Eater TV with Steve Rennell and Giannis. Yeah. You know, they talked about the behind the scenes and just all their funny stories and everything that goes into it. And they were just kind of, hey, and... But, you know, they've done a good job as far as presenting themselves, you know, on TV. I've never found Steve to be a guy of like, yeah, I have my own TV show kind of thing. He just kind of. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy. Bond and do it, but. Yeah. People see through, like, the fakeness. Like, you yeah. got to be genuine. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
genuinely interested in what they have to say. And passionate. Passionate is catchy. Like, it's, uh, it's contagious. It is. It's like yeah. a smile. True. Yes, right? It's like a smile. <laughs> <laughs> now we're As smiling. we all smile all, at each other. It's in the just circle. saying the word. You just have like, a yeah. moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. A smile makes you smile. Yeah. Smile. You can't say it without smiling. You can't say it without smiling. <laughs> I dare you to try. I can't. I can't even stop smiling. I know. So, Jules, this year, do you have any for sure hunts already that you know you're going to go on? And which one is your? Which one are you looking forward to the most, if you can divulge? Yeah. So, um, I typically my fall season gets a little insane, and I overbook myself. Um, this year I'll probably tone it back a little bit. I've got more responsibilities at work, um, which is good because I do love my job, but. Um, I'll probably, um, more than likely hunt again with R and K Justin Richens, good friend of mine. His daughter, Cam just guided me in Mexico. It's a, it's like a family thing. And, you know, I like to go back with people who I love and love spending mm-hmm. time with and good quality hunts. And, you know, and, you know, it's just, uh, that's one that, that I definitely want to put on my books. I always go to Idaho for elk, you know, and usually unsuccessful, but I just love, and uh, call me crazy, but I mean, yeah, the elk tag's amazing, but the colors changing in the trees, like I like during to the be rut. there yeah. during the rut in Idaho. Mm-hmm. It's just my favorite thing to go hiking, holding my bow and never shooting it and looking at the leaves changing There's color. something cool about September. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just everything. It's magical. It you is. know, there's something about being out there, especially if you're doing like a backcountry thing and you are forced to look at the trees nonstop for a week. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's healthy. So I'll probably do a couple of those backcountry things and um, just the huge, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the huge. Just huge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. President McQueen doing her thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I look cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we hope to draw some tags. Yeah, we Zach. Hope. Zach's yeah. uh, kind of sitting there on this border with his, his points here in Utah. Oh, yeah. so okay. For elk. Oh, okay. So we, we'll see. We yeah. can see what happens. He, he debated forever, and he didn't know what he was going to put in for. And, like, morning the, the draw opened, uh-huh. he sends me a snapshot of what he applied for. And I'm like, you already applied? He's like, I just had to do it. It was <laughs> too stressful. It was just this constant thing about yeah. which unit am I going to put in for? And finally, morning came, and I just said, i got to get it done with. Good for you. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for yeah. you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see That's what happens. Cool. But, yeah, I don't know. So what's your favorite animal to hunt? Um, so I usually say... Mule deer and turkeys. I really like the two of them. You I've know, never I just, been on a turkey hunt. What? Oh, my goodness. I've been once. Come with me. I, well, thanks, you know, I haven't been invited. April, you're invited. Just got invited. So. See there? Smile. Live it's action. Turkey yeah. hunt planning yeah. going on. Right here. Yeah. It's because you put yourself out there. Yeah, <laughs> right? <it did. laughs> I've never been on a turkey hunt. <laughs> yeah, turkeys are, turkeys are awesome. I've, I try... I really try every year to do a few different states, you know, a couple I hadn't done before. Last year, I hunted um, California for turkeys. I got my Grand Slam that hunt, um, which was awesome. Um, Napa Valley, I mean, just beautiful in the spring and the turkeys were going nuts. It It was really cool. Shoot a turkey. Go drink some wine. Pretty much. Yeah. That's a good schedule. I like that schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like turkeys a lot. Mule deer, awesome. You know, I do like to hunt mule deer a lot just something about them they're magical yeah. mm-hmm. um but i like all of it depends on what's in season right you know? yeah. do you like waterfowl i do i do i tried it too cold no i do a few you went out this year i did jana, I yeah saw. did you see that yeah, we have I, you've got it have you met jana i haven't oh. was that out here no where was it oh no um Am I so thinking of a different one 
No, so we actually, uh, Jana and I and Jim, went uh, just down near where we live in Montana. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah, we had fun. I, it was hilarious. Were you watching my Instagram story? Yeah. Jana doing yeah. the duck call? Yeah. She's hilarious. <laughs> it, you have to meet her because she's the coolest person I know. And um, she, we had no plan and no clue what we were doing. And I've done a lot of waterfowl hunts, but I don't claim to be like a waterfowler. You know, I don't really call and I just kind of like shoot the gun and hope they die. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It seems like a good plan. We had decoys, so we felt professional. Yeah. And Jim, of course, handled the decoy situation. But yeah, like we just go out and have such a good time. It's awesome. And nobody really knows how to do a duck call. And it's just, we, There's I, an art to it. Yeah. And I, I killed a goose and I killed a duck yeah. that day. And that's about yeah. it. That's yeah. That's awesome. It's it so, so fun. Yeah. Man, if you can have like one of those days where they just keep wanting to land and you yeah. can't keep them out of your decoys, yeah. it will hook you. Like, it's I amazing. love big game hunting. But if you can have those days in a waterfowl marsh, yeah. like, it's ready. pretty cool. Buckle up. And you don't even <laughs> yeah. notice it's cold. No. When the hunting's good, like, it's oh. not that cold. Yeah. Yeah. It snowed on us. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It snowed that day, and, like, we weren't killing a whole lot, but, man, we had a good time. Yeah, you can be sitting there, like, freezing, and then you see them, and you're like, okay. Like, all the attention. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's... Right. And it's one of my favorite memories. Well, I have a lot of good memories with Jana. We'd have such a good time. But, you know, we... Jim had gone off and left Jana and I in the makeshift duck blind that was a down tree so we were just sitting in there and there's this whole what do you call a group of geese a gaggle a gaggle if they're gaggle. flying are it's they still gaggle. a gaggle so um a gaggle was flying towards us so i'm just going to use this word more often yeah, it's a good word a gaggle that is a good word. yeah it's a good word so we're going to use it um so there's this huge gaggle of geese <laughs> flying towards me and janet and we're just literally sitting behind a down tree with our guns and i'm like do you know how to do a goose call with your mouth? And we're both trying to sound like geese and it wasn't even close. It, I'm, I would do it for you, but you would just, you would be too amazed. So I'm not going to do it. on here. But, but I mean, somewhere there's a video of me and Jana doing goose calls. It exists. It, it exists. There's you a can video. do your goose call and McCade will do his turkey call. <laughs> his turkey call is pretty good. Did it just turn impressed. into a calling competition? Yeah, it, 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 it is. Yeah. Right now. On air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, and the moral of the story is we did not kill those geese. They turned the other way. Like, it was, it did not work. It happened yes. a lot. Yeah, we did not Speaking sound like geese. geese. You're probably saying some goose swear words and scared them Yeah, all. they were like, I don't know what that is. It's yeah. not a goose, though. I don't want to fight. <laughs> yeah. I don't no. understand that dialect. I'm out of here. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, turkey hunting something that I'm just, I, I went one time. Yeah. I, Ian and I went together and ended up shooting a turkey, but it was like spot and stock, run and gun kind of thing. Yeah. Like I want to call a turkey in. Yeah. It changes when you call them in. I drew a tag in Utah this year, so we're going to head south. That's so cool. And try that out this April. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's cool. They're a cool bird. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm obsessed. Do you get the same rush? What's that? Your tips? Um, turkey tips. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've killed a lot of turkeys. And, you know, my, my best tip, turkey tip, here's a good turkey tip. Charge the bird when you shoot it. So I've had a oh, lot. Yeah. yeah charge it. That. Just tackle it if you can. Like, get to the bird as fast as possible. If you know you hit it, just get to it. Um, and the reason I say that is I've had a lot of birds fly off after they've been shot. And then you just never find, it, find Seriously. them. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I had one in, uh, and they're they're tough if you don't hit them just right. Yeah. Um, I shot one in Nebraska a few years ago, and we actually filmed it for a show I was doing at the time. And so I 
shot the turkey with an arrow, shot it with my bow, and it just kind of ran off. And so I load another arrow, and we go look and look, and he's running, and they, he hid under a tree. And so I put another arrow in him, and I'm like, oh, that's two arrows in a turkey. That's pretty much, no, he ran off again. And so I got <laughs> a third arrow in this turkey. Jeez. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it took three arrows. And I know that's probably a terrible story go to tell. the first arrow to put a fourth one in. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> turkey. Well, it's probably not a great story to tell. People are going to be like, that sounds horrible. She's torturing a turkey. But, I mean, they're tough birds. They're actually very resilient and, you know, like. Was it dead or do, and like just doing the death, uh, the death flop and you just kept shooting it? So, funny or story. Not dead. Um, no, he wasn't quite dead. So, um, that was the, you, the episode aired. Um, and so, the fastest way to kill any small game animal is to sever the brainstem, right? So you just put a knife in and you twist. And, and I hope I'm not saying like the wrong thing here. Maybe it's going to gross people out. I don't know. But no, so it's you a just it's the most <laughs> it's the most ethical way to quickly finish off any small game. And they actually make a product called the finisher, and you just yep. put it in, twist. Those you know? are great. They're yeah, amazing. Yeah. I love them. Well, I didn't have one that day. So um, I used a pocket knife, and I was trying to quickly, ethically, you know, finish this bird. And I put my body weight down, and the pocket knife closed and cut my finger off. It's all on film. It's hilarious. What? This your one, off? Yeah, so you can see it. About. Like right here, see, it went all the way down through that. What? Right there, That's yeah. a scar? Yeah. So oh it gosh. went through, and so we duct taped my finger on. And so, oh, oh, it's funny. Gosh. So in the pictures, you can see, like, this roll of tape around my finger. And then I went to the hospital, and they put it back on. Oh, my God. So, like, completely severed? Not yeah. Through, or was it, like, dangling? It was dangling. Oh. It was pretty gross. <laughs> wow. It was terrible. You, I mean, you do that. So I can... Were there tears? Uh, or just utter shock? No. I. So I actually um, laid down. They taped it on. We took photos for 45 minutes. Of course. And then <laughs> I drove to the hospital. Priorities. Yes. And I had, to get a, for the gram. I had to get a tetanus shot. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. like, and, then, oh. and the doctor was like, why are there turkey feathers in your hand? Like, that's weird. <laughs> and so they had to clean it and reattach it. it well, gross. hey, even the guy that got attacked by the grizzly bear twice stopped to film a Oh, Todd. Yeah, uh, yeah Todd. Todd. Or, I love Todd. Yeah. he stopped and filmed himself before driving to the hospital. <laughs> hey, this so, is actually right? going to make great yeah. material. <laughs> we got to stop. I'm going to wish I had this later. Yeah, That's Todd, weird. I I mean, you know, I talk like a big man cutting my finger off, but Todd, I mean, that guy is yeah, awesome. He's missing his face. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he talks himself. about it. Mm. Yeah. Do you get the same rush with a turkey coming into, a, like, your call, your blind, as you would, like, having an elk come in or seeing a deer come by a stand? Yeah, so turkeys are, like, the only animal that really give me the shakes. Really? Yeah. No, I did have a, um, when I shot that deer in Mexico, I kind of got a little, like, you know, anxiety because it was a long shot. Um, but turkeys, I will have a panic attack and I have a problem where, you know, everyone's like, oh, let it come in closer and get some footage. And I'm like, nope. no, shoot him on sight because I can't hold still. Like, I've got to shoot it as soon as I see it if he's in range because I just, I will have a full on panic attack. Why do you think that is? Um, because of the communication with them. If they're gobbling and like yeah. strutting, I don't know if you've ever heard one drum up close, but it's, mm -hmm. you never forget it. It's, it's amazing. Cool. So I just have this adrenaline when I see a, a big turkey coming in and he's been communicating back and forth. And it's like the challenge because I know they're just so smart and st their eyesight's amazing. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I'm not sure why, but I just get really excited about turkeys. Yeah. I love turkeys. Hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't ever experienced that with a wild thing. turkey. But I've oh, yeah. seen, I mean, they were, they were Miriam's turkeys. Someone just had them mm -hmm. on their property. And so I've experienced all 
the stuff you're talking about. Yeah. All those the noises drumming. they make in the drumming. And it's all that amazing. Stuff. It's great. It's like, it's hard to explain it. I've had them come in really close, like within a couple feet strutting and like they, they're coming from this way from behind me and like, they don't know I'm here, but they're walking right past. And if they're strutting and they drum, it's, I can't really do the sound, but it sounds like, you know, like a drum going on inside of them. And yeah. they just, it's the craziest thing I've ever mm. seen. Yeah. It's, yeah so you I never imagine, forget it. I imagine if that like happened a... in the wild with me, like I, I might catch that same bug you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Cause I, elk watching him hunt elk mm-hmm. and being with him on these elk hunts and they come bugling in and yeah. all the things that they do. Right. It's the same. I know. Yeah, it's literally turkeys are like little bitty elk, you know, and like when you're (laughs) communicating back and forth and you're trying to say the right thing, you know, and you're trying to like, (laughs) you know, turkey swear words, right? Yeah, (laughs) you're trying to sound like the pretty hen, you know, and like bring them in closer. But it's the same. It's the same type of thing. It's the communication between person and animal that just really gives us that attachment to it. Yeah, I'm way sounds in, cool. Intrigued by this drumming thing. Like, is it anything like a like a sage grouse out there? Like, um, kind of. It's like, and they like spit. Yeah, it's like someone like flicks a rubber band and then yeah. pulls it tighter, kind of thing. Like a, kind of. A yeah, bit. it's like a. I just realized I know nothing about turkeys. I just realized I really want to go on this hunt with you this this year now. Come on. Since you're the guy with the tag. Uh, yeah, you weren't comes. invited. I know. <laughs> I was invited. I'm trying to put myself out there with Open you. Open invite. <laughs> I didn't even know he drew the tag. That's how much information I know. Jeez. Well, Any that, other turkey tips? Other turkey tips. Um, we got we got to maximize this one tag <laughs> this, this <potential>. year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So turkey tips. Um, you know, finding out where they roost is kind of a big deal, you know, because, I mean, if you can position yourself for when they fly down from the roost. Now, a lot of people will say that if you watch them roost, they'll usually fly down the same, you know, direction from really? where they flew up. But, I mean, I haven't proven that theory, but, I mean, I always attempt it. You know, if I if I see them go up in a tree, I'll try to position myself over in the area where they went up from. Um, and then, let's see, other turkey tips. Calling. I mean, I use a slate call, you know, and, and I think some people can overcall. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, maybe if I just keep going, he'll finally respond to me. But it's kind of like, you know, you just kind of call a little bit, let him know you're there. Hang clucks and yep. stuff. Do you do any of the gobble? Those, like, seen the little, like, rattle thing? Like a do? shot gobble? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's funny. When they're really fired up, they'll respond to, like, a, a honk on your truck. You know, like, honk your horn. They'll just gobble at it. Um, but the shot gobble, we use that for, like, if they, if they clam up a little bit and you okay. just really... And Is maybe you want them to think like challenging them kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like they might like, think right, that this hen fight. now has a, another boyfriend over here and like, Oh no, maybe I should come in yeah. and check it out. Um, but it's also kind of just to shock them into gobbling, you know, just to locate them and see if you need to move in on them or if you need to hang back or so do you mostly just sit in a blind and, and wait for them. Or are you kind of like locating them with your gobbles and then kind of trying to sneak in on them? Usually like, like that. Yeah. I've only I've only shot one turkey out of a blind. Okay. Yep. And it was the one that I just told you yeah. the story about in Nebraska. Um, but other than that, no, we usually run and gun. Like we'll spot and stalk them it's in Montana. Crazy. I did not expect to hunt turkeys. Like oh yeah. That's like what so are we like doing? Rabbits. Yeah. A little bit. It's crazy. Sneaky rabbits. Well, I feel like that's how they all are. Like how it's supposed to be. Because you watch, you know, TV shows back east, and and yeah, they they're sitting there in a blind and they're calling and stuff. And, and we had a close family friend when a, a 
guided turkey hunt for somewhere in Iowa or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we'd sit there and, and my guide would call and call and call. And he said, and then the feeder would go off. And he said, you could hear the seed <laughs> get sprayed mm-hmm. out. And then all of a sudden, and the guy's like, oh, I knew they'd finally come to the call. And he's like, they didn't come to your call. They came to the, <laughs> That's the crazy. seed, you know. And so, yeah, I've never turkey handled yeah. like that yeah, before. Yeah, I know. But. I don't think that people yeah. are supposed to know that. So Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, there's all different styles, all different types. I do a hunt with Jana in Montana every year. Um, and, you know, it's spot and stalk. It's literally just you spot. She, and she's got great eyes, and so she'll see them, like, two miles away. And she's like, oh, there's a strutter. And I'm like, but it's two miles, and it's a turkey. I don't know. Really? Are you sure? <laughs> they go on the two-mile like, pack out on a turkey. If I saw a bull or a big buck, I'm like, two miles. Two miles. Yeah, we'll do that. No but, oh, we went after it. Like, I mean... You know, Jana, she awesome. she killed her bird like on the first day of that hunt, and Jim and I still had our tags, and we hiked so many miles that we like for turkeys. And ne- Jim, neither one of us um, tagged out, but Jana got hers. But it was spot and stalk. Like That's just, awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. There's, I'm way excited for There's it. so many different methods, you know, yeah. because back in the Midwest, it's all calling, you know, and you don't really spot them and stalk them. You just like call them in. So. Kind of depends. That's why I like to hunt so many different states for them. Get new experiences. New experiences. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's this very common theme with all animals. We've been talking about coyotes. We've talked about elk and deer and turkeys mm-hmm. now. It's like the thing you learn is like all animals are different in the same area, and they're all different from region to region. Yes. Like in the, their behaviors and how they respond to calls and the hunting methods to take them. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's just crazy. It's, I mean, it, it all makes sense when you, but like, it was kind of like this epiphany today. I was like, yeah. holy cow! Like, they're, they have their own brains, right? <laughs> they're not yeah. all the same. Yeah, and it's terrain. Yeah. you know. So, like the the methods we use to kill turkeys in Montana would never work in Tennessee. Right. You know, I mean, it's just kind of based on where they're living and you know what types of areas they're living in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Lots of turkey talk. I'm I'm excited to hunt, go hunt turkeys now. I was kind of like, eh. Oh, it's going to be so <laughs> much I'm fun. Stoked. And they have Merriam's here, right? Yes. Merriam's yep. turkeys, yeah. Yep. That's cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. 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 It's that's cool. Did you ever eat that one? No. A years I haven't. <laughs> no? <laughs> it's still in the freezer. How long does turkey last in the freezer? <laughs> well, um, how, how many years are we talking? Two. Two. Oh, it's probably still good. I need a good recipe. If it was sealed properly. Yes. So the trick with turkey meat is tenderize it. Tender. Okay. Do you have a tenderizer? I like smack it. Well, I yeah. Or they make hammer. they make a cool thing that I, I am a huge fan of for like all wild game. It's called a jacquard. Have you seen those things? It's white. It looks like a square. And you, you put it on and you push down. All these needles oh, come oh, down. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Those are amazing for wild game because it breaks down the tissue and the meat. It's literally and just hundreds of little cuts all over yeah. there. Yeah. And like you just jacquard. I call it jacquarding it. So jacquarding it's like tender, it. tenderizing it. You can buy it on burp. Amazon for like 10 bucks. And yeah, that's cool. So you just you tenderize it and then it's just so much more tender. Otherwise, it can be a little tough. Yeah. But if it's been in your freezer for two years, I would say you might want to make that pretty soon. Yeah, I need to. Yeah. It's just thawed out. Just throw it on the grill. Dinner, a couple hours. Run it over <laughs> with your truck a couple times. Right. <laughs> yes. Do that for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been great. I yeah. appreciate you swinging by, taking some time out of your schedule to of course. chat with us. Well, thanks for having me on. It's so nice yeah. to see you again. I, I, know. I watch your Instagram stories all the time. Like, no, I feel thanks. like we're, you know, we stay in touch through yeah. social media. Yeah. So. Are you doing the total archery thing this year? Yeah. 
Oh, yep. good. Um, we've signed up for Big Sky. Big oh, good. Gone. They haven't opened up Utah yet. Okay. They still um, haven't? They switched no. the venue. It's not a uh, snowbird right. anymore. It's so Park that's City. why they're kind of holding off? Yeah, they switched it to Park City. So I don't ah. think there's going to be a cliff shot. It could be. It could be. Could be. But, but not the famous cliff shot. Not the cliff shot. Yeah. No. But it's okay. Big Sky. I'm right. Big Sky is where it's at. Are you shooting? Sure. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Big Sky? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. We should shoot on the same team again. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Done. Signed. Yeah. It'll be okay. fun. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Well, it's so thanks. nice to see you guys. Yeah, thanks you for too. having me on. Yeah. Thank well. you for coming out and you know, just being talking here. about talking. everything. Yeah. 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 Teaching us some stuff. Yeah, I know, of it's course. Great. Turkey talk. Congratulations yeah. again on being president of Carbon TV. Well, thank you very so much. That, that's exciting. That's awesome. Thank you. And yeah. the 26 shows. That's huge, too. Yeah. Yes. Congrats yeah, I'll be a busy girl for the next yeah. um, forever. Forever. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Remember that <laughs> awesome Mexico <laughs> buck. Yes. That thing okay. was cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my Mexico, yeah. yeah. He was a cool deer. Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's been a really good, really good year for me, definitely. Everything's going very well. Um, my show starts up um, uh, early to mid-March. March 7th, I think, is our launch date on it. Okay. So Carbon TV, obviously. Well, yeah. If you're well. listening to this now, yeah. March 7th time frame, start looking for the Carbon TV. Right. So, all right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks so guys. much. Appreciate it. Of course.